Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another fabulous CB and the Boys radio show. We have got a fabulous hot show tonight with some fire hot topics you don't want to miss. So just sit back and relax and buckle up. It's going to be a thrilling ride at CB and the Boys. So see you in. George, roll it. Boy Honan, Roger Hawkins, Mimi Acosta, let's go! CB and the Boys, Midweek Motivator. Come on, gather around, get to 411, and let's talk about it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to CB and the Boys. I'm CB, your hostess with the mostess, and got my boys in the building. What's up, Mr. Universe himself, Roger Hawkins? What's up, Raj? What it does, family? What's good? What's happening with everybody? And Mr. George, biker boy, home, and what's up, George? Nothing. See, normally I'm the one muted. Today, George don't want to talk. George is muted. Oh. Nice. What it do, what it do. What's up, Trey? What's up, JJ? What's up, fam? See, uh, Mimi is not with us tonight, but she will definitely be back next week. So we are going to hold it down for my sister. So everybody, everybody, everybody. Happy 4th of July. Yes. So did everybody have a happy and safe 4th of July? No missing hands, limbs, legs. Uh, see, I don't have no uh, kids anymore. So I, I ain't got to worry about that. Like, and out here, yeah, the 4th is kind of whack out here. It's not like back at home. So, nah, Vegas 4th is, is nothing like home. <laughs> so I didn't do much. Not much. I heard that. Well, what about you, George? You blow anything up yesterday? I blew some stuff up. Of but, course. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a happy force in light of all the things that happened. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go over that with some little 411 that we'll do on behalf of Mimi. <laughs> right, but, right. Uh, all right, all right. But, you know, other than that, I mean, I had a pretty good night. So. Was, uh, Trey, Trey, what the hell were you doing in Alabama? Just tell me, tell me you have family there. <laughs> My man. I'm in rock. Hey. What's it good, brother? Good to hear from you and see you again. Yes, good to see you. What's up? I'm in raw. <laughs> Back in the civilization here. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw Trey was in Alabama. I, I've been there once. I'm cool. I spent the week there one day. <laughs> A week in Alabama could be a week in the fields the way they want to get us. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of what I figured. I figured as much, you know, that's usually how it goes. I went for, <laughs> I went for a football game and I got to say, I told y'all this once before. Yes, we did jump a fence and pick cotton. But uh, 
My thought thought on that was, shit. We grabbed a little bit and jumped right back over the fence. See, they didn't get that opportunity to do that. Wasn't no fence jumping. (laughs) So, yeah. We're going to go ahead and let that one go. Yeah, we got a a drive-by spammer right there. (laughs) 86 that. Kill that quick. (laughs) Yeah, we... (laughs) We don't speak that language, sorry. Um, anyway. But that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Okay. So yeah, like like C B said, Mimi's Mimi's definitely working on uh behind the camera action going on. So, you know, she'll be back with some reports and updates and all that kind of thing. And if all things go well, you know, we'll, we'll be getting some to recap and all that whatnot. So shout out to her and all that good stuff. Glad everybody's yeah. back, healthy whole and all that whatnot. So uh, yes, yes. But you already know, like thirty seconds in, you already know what she be asking for. So you know, <laughs> might, might well go. On. Might well, we might as well go on and get it, huh? <laughs> Let me go ahead and put this on up well, yeah. on me and me's behalf. Right. Come get the four one one and. It's Mimi's drink special. Mimi, let them know what you're sipping on. <laughs> well, all right, all right. What you get? What you got, G? You said you had something for me. Ah, uh, well, well, well. Let's see. Well, first, let's uh, see what we're sipping on. True that. True that. So, CB, what you sipping on? Water. <laughs> wow. Hey, it's good for you and it's good for your body. It's a good thing. That's all I can say. Hey. <laughs> what about you, Rod? Uh, I kinda I kinda took it old school a little bit. You know, I just did my did my energy drink and pour, you know, I'm half and half. Half vodka, half energy drink. I'm keeping it righteous. Got some Milani and uh, you know, it's a uh, kiwi, mango, not too bad. Kiwi Ooh. goodness. Tracy Moonshine. <laughs> Trey, Trey got Trey. the Malibu, Malibu, Alabama moonshine going. Yeah. <laughs> Trey ain't trying to go to work. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that shine make you do wrong. That shine is rough. <laughs> well, as for me, I can only put it one way. Uh-oh, what is in a past life, he was himself. <laughs> if opportunity knocks and he's not home, opportunity waits. He gave his father the talk. He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I prefer Kosakis. Stay thirsty, my friend. Oh my gosh. Hey, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was good. good <laughs> Very I like that. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> oh wow. All right. Ain't no wrong. Every now and then you just gotta you gotta knock a little bit out. Like I said, I've been I've been actually hitting a little bit more cerveza than normal lately myself just because of my 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 training teammates, just, you know, train and then beer. So been doing that quite a bit for the extended weekend. So I've had my fair share too. <laughs> but I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, All right. 
What you got though? Let me see. I can pull up for you, sir. It's a sad, sad situation. Mm. You know, we're getting crazy. Things are getting crazier and crazier and crazier by the minute. Every single day, we go from one stream to the next. So all I can do is just say, check this out here. I got a couple of these. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I see somebody. But across the nation over the 4th of July holiday, mass shootings reported from Fort Worth, Texas to Philadelphia. President Biden now renewing calls for tougher <laughs> gun laws. ABC's Justin Finch has more from Washington. From Fort Worth to Baltimore, frustration and grief after gunfire ripped through communities and claimed lives. This country needs to reexamine its conscience and find out how to get guns out of dangerous people's hands. In Philadelphia, authorities say a gunman wearing a ski mask and bulletproof vest opened fire, killing five people and injuring two boys ages 2 and 13. The gunman surrendering to responding Philadelphia police officers. And in Fort Worth, Texas. Just before July 4th, uh, we had a shooting. Uh, It appears that we had multiple victims that were shot. Police are investigating after three people were killed and eight others hurt in a shooting at a neighborhood festival. In Wichita, Kansas, at least seven people suffered gunshot wounds and two others were trampled at a mass shooting at a nightclub. Investigators also continue a search for answers in Baltimore, where multiple gunmen are believed to have opened fire at a block party. 28 shot, at least two killed. Speaking to a group of educators on the 4th of July, President Joe Biden urged congressional Republicans to pass gun safety reform to protect the nation's schools and communities. Banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, extensive background checks, they're part of the answer. They'll make a big difference. In a statement, the president doubled down on his calls for tougher gun laws and recognized Illinois' ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines after 10 people were killed in a mass shooting at a 4th of July parade in the Chicago suburb of Highland Park last year. In response, Congress passed bipartisan gun legislation, including $750 million to help states remove firearms from people deemed a personal or public danger and strengthen background checks for gun buyers younger than 21. And the Gun Violence Archive, which tracks U.S. mass shootings involving at least four victims, already counting more than 340 mass shootings, more shootings than days so far this year. It's crazy. It. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I, I so mean, multiple I, mass shootings are being reported this holiday weekend across the country, including near Chicago, where police say more than 20 people were shot at a celebration and one was killed. Plus, in St. Louis, at least 10 teenagers were shot and one is dead after shooting overnight. Here's CBS News correspondent Christian Bianavides with new details. 
A celebration at a shopping mall parking lot near Chicago turned violent over the weekend. The DuPage County Sheriff's Office says what was mostly a peaceful Juneteenth celebration in the town of Willowbrook ended with an unknown number of suspects firing multiple shots into the crowd. Around two dozen people were hit. Victims were taken to multiple hospitals in DuPage, Cook and Will counties. The ages and conditions of victims are not available at this time. The motive behind this incident is unclear, and this is still an active investigation. That was just one of multiple incidents of gun violence across the nation. This Father's Day, families across the St. Louis region woke to the news of yet another mass shooting. In St. Louis, 10 people were shot, all teenagers ranging in age from 15 to 19, according to police. 10 of our babies shot downtown and a young life lost. It's every parent's worst nightmare tenfold. And another shooting this weekend, this one at a music festival in Washington State. We now can confirm that there have been two people killed and there are three injured, which includes the shooter. According to the Gun Violence Archive, which categorizes mass shootings as those where at least four people have been shot, there have been 310 so far this year. Cristian Benavides, CBS News. Wow. Authorities say a man is in custody in connection with the shooting in Philadelphia last night. Stupid that killed crazy. at least five people. But Philadelphia wasn't the only city to see gun violence this long holiday weekend. In Fort Worth, Texas, at least three people were killed and six others wounded. Here's CBS News' Jessica Cartalia. Police in Philadelphia say Monday night's deadly shooting spree could have been worse had officers not been able to corner the alleged gunman in an alley. Had it not been for their bravery, had it not been for their courage, we may have seen more lives lost out there. Law enforcement officials say a 40-year-old man wearing a bulletproof vest and armed with an AR-style rifle went on a rampage across four city blocks. Multiple shots fired. Police say he shot at officers as they chased him before he was taken into custody. I am frustrated and outraged that mass shootings like this continue to happen in communities across the United States. Officers arrested a second person at the scene who they say returned fire in the direction of the alleged shooter. The four victims killed at the scene range in age from 15 to 59. Police believe a fifth man found dead in his home just after midnight is also a victim in this shooting. We believe the deceased victim at the location inside of 1600 South 56th Street was the first shooting victim. Gunfire also rang out overnight in Fort Worth, Texas, killing three. Police say shots were fired into a crowd of hundreds of people hours after the end of a local festival. We have our homicide unit working diligently on this to try to identify and apprehend any suspects. The country has seen more than two dozen mass killings so far this year. Jessica Cartalia, CBS News, Philadelphia. That's insane. Two dozen? There's, but you guys gotta. So I I feel like there's a connection. I don't, I don't think anything is random. And and I've been saying this for I don't know how long. I feel like there's a connection there. I mean, there's there's a lot of you know conspiracies about why and what's going on, but it's just a little too easy. Don't you think it's just a little too easy for people to acquire weapons and certain demographics get, you know, always have it's the cash. Like and in Florida, they just took away any means of doing background checks. You know, DeSantis made it legal for anybody 
to get so, a gun. Right, right. So anybody becoming easier. Which that so again doesn't that raise like a, a an alarm in your mind? There's 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 a bigger picture here when it comes to that making it that easy, knowing how much more deadly it is. There's yeah, there's definitely an ulterior motive here, and unfortunately, a lot of people are just falling right into the trap. Young people in particular, and people people in uh you know lower economic areas, just like this this Philly dude. Like he had seven roommates, I think. And each one of them was like, yeah, he was acting weird for like a week. We just stayed away from him. What kind of dumb shit is that? So you see this person being agitated, acting a fool, and doing all of that. But you just go, ah, I just wasn't going to talk to him. It is, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, something to, to me, it's it's uh, a lot of this stuff is correlated. I just think I still, I still stand by my thinning of the herd <laughs> uh, philosophy. But I do think that there's a lot. There, there are other motives to it as well. But yeah, and that whole dressed in drag, that, that shit ain't going to work. You can't identify as anything. You identified as, you know, <clears throat> now He's now identified as a murderer. He's facing <laughs> right. a lot of trouble. Right, you identify as a serial right. killer now. <laughs> so right, literally. exactly, that part. And it's absolutely crazy. I mean, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> it It's really hard to think that it's that many people are just going crazy all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. you know, it, it, it's, I mean, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, but it's something else going on we don't see. Yeah. You're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> there's just, there's just too, you know, there's just, it's, it's too easy. There's no way with all the, you know, again, the shootings and killings going up and they're making it easier. Come on, come on. Right. It's, you know, like they say, if it's too good to be true or if it seems to be too easy or whatever you want to call then the answer is, yeah, there's a reason behind that. You're, you're being you're being walked into something. So that's exactly, you know, what Unless I think. People are trying to make a statement like this is what happens when there are no strict gun laws. And, you know, uh, and the thing is, we should prepare to see more of this. You know, I beg you, bad but true. Yeah, would, would you would you want to be a casualty of that statement? Like, I hope damn that. Nobody that's, wants to be a casualty of this. Like, come on, let's let's though. be real. Nobody wants that. You know, and it's sad and it's unfortunate that you know people are losing their lives over this ridiculousness. But until the government wakes up and passes those stricter gun laws, this is going to keep happening. No, agreed, agreed. But you got this country is too full of like, and again, as much as you know, a lot of us talk about it and own it and things like that. This country is too full of uh, so-called patriotic gun nuts, you know, who love the idea of being able to have all of that and, and can't wait to use it. But, but that's the thing. You've got this growing faction of people that really, really think they want, you know, you know, an internal civil war or internal, you know, skirmish. They, they want that. Like they do yeah. want that, but you can't really call it a civil war because the shooter was black. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying so it's I'm not saying, just, the white people that are going nuts. Now we have black people going nuts too, and it's just um, that's creating the divide. Though I'm not, it, I'm it, not it, that. I'm crazy. just saying that. that I think we got. <clears throat> I think I think uh, the connection, in, in my opinion, Jay, is 
is somebody is making all these people they're getting in their heads and they they got them going out and just shooting motherfuckers yeah but but, but yeah. again what, what's giving people that go ahead there's got to be something that's telling people it's a well the, the the no fear of repercussion is one thing no no fear of anything you know so it's just like any crime when you don't fear the end result you, you'll do it some people don't fear prison some people don't fear death some people don't fear if you don't fear anything you don't you don't have anything that means anything to you so i think that's where the problem comes in because there is no fear y'all hear me say it all the time in different in different forms fear is healthy because when you don't have it you touch fire you jump over the edge you push the boundaries it's it's just it's a sad truth and this is what we're dealing with all the time people that do not care about dying and who they take with them so i don't know I don't know. We might have to, we might have to bring back public torture or some shit. I don't know, folks. What y'all think? <laughs> Let's go Old Testament hey, on the Start yeah. hanging them in, hang them in the in the uh, in center of town on city hall steps. <laughs> Death by firing squad. <laughs> oh, that's know. it. Get a What's up, Gage? <laughs> Get a standing chair. Mm-hmm. What right. else you got? You, you got some good? All right. <clears throat> that's crazy. <clears throat> um. No, that's pretty much what I what I have for the four one one. Just you know, talking about that because that shit is just nuts. It's so many. I mean, there's places. There's a they mentioned St. Louis and some other states. There was a mass shooting in Wichita. Yeah, and there was so is, many mass shootings. It was just fucking. That's a little crazy. bit of a trip right there, Wichita. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. They I had one in Wichita. Right. Anywhere, anywhere we can get to, you know, anywhere people can access, whatever can happen. But this is what I oh, mean yeah. by. I don't know. It's just a wild level of, of just, there's a there's like a complete shift. There's this wild amount of just rage and anger and, and angst in in the whole world, but the country in particular. Like I don't know if it's uncertainty. I don't know what has people on edge, but I, I don't know. I just feel like you clearly don't have don't understand how much good stuff can be in the future if you ain't trying to make it there. So I, I'm just curious. Right. Like yeah, I, I'm definitely curious to know what the hell's going on. So, yeah, I think a lot of them are probably depressed about their life. Everything's going down. They ain't got no money. They probably got ten thousand, thousands of dollars in bills and all kinds of shit. But when me saying that, but with me saying that, these are also the same people that probably don't want to go out and get a job. Man. They expect something from nothing, you know. And it just comes to that's that's home training. Well, or lack, of, girl, or lack of training. Yeah, slash homeboy slash girl in Philly has seven roommates. Clearly, nobody in there was making no damn money. I know it's expensive on the East Coast, but yeah, I got to be pretty destitute to want to live with seven other individuals. Hell, right? It's bad enough when you got when you got family, you made them your damn self. So I can't imagine deliberately going out and saying, "Come on in." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, CB, you got anything? Well, I was just going to, you know, kind of expand on the reason why we celebrate the 4th of July. <clears throat> so, while, and it's crazy while we are celebrating, you know, people are, you know, plotting to ruin that, you know, with all these mass shootings, which is just, it's crazy where we're at right now. But anyway, so the reason we celebrate 
uh, July 4th, uh, also known as Independence Day, which of course we know for us, people that are brown and black, um, our Independence Day, of course, is June 19th. Um, But America's Independence Day is July 4th, 1776. And that is the day that the Second Continental Congress unanimously adapted the Declaration of Independence, announcing the colonies separation from Great Britain. So the Constitution provides the legal and governmental framework for the United States. However, the Declaration, with its eloquent assertion, all men are created equal, is equally beloved by the American people. However, we know and we've seen, especially um, here of late, that all men are not created equal. That's and definitely left the white out of that line. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in 1859, the Banneker Institute of Philadelphia uh, in Pennsylvania urged um, African Americans to celebrate Independence Day while bearing witness to the inconsistencies between the ideals espoused in the Declaration of Independence and the practice of slavery. Chairman of the meeting, Mr. Jacob C. White Jr., (laughs) keyword white, uh, also promised his audience a brighter future, which we, of course, we know. um, It just, yeah. So when you look back on you know, where we've come from. And that's the thing about history. You know, it's history, it's her story, it's our story because we're all Americans. But as we just said, not all Americans are created equal and we're not. And those who have fought for those rights of um, the right to vote, the right to... (laughs) Of course, we know those that are fighting tooth and nail for the right to bear arms. And it's just, um, it's crazy. Because the thing is, nobody wants to take away your guns. And let me be very, very clear. We don't want to take away your guns. Nobody wants to take away your guns because everybody's argument is, well, we have the right to bear arms. We have the right to defend ourselves. We have the right to defend our families. No one is taking that right away from you. But I have a right to go to the mall if I want to and feel safe and not look over my shoulders and not walk into and scan a place for an exit just in case something goes off. I have the right to go to a movie if I want to and feel safe. I have a right to leave the confines of my own house and feel safe. We all have those rights. I have a right to vote. I have a right to be myself. I have a right to live a prosperous, a prosperous, happy life. We all have those rights. So if, and having crazy people with guns, that's what we want to take away. <clears throat> crazy people with guns, people who should not have guns, people who are not in their right minds, people who are not thinking rationally, Think people who have 
done crimes and and have taken lives, those are the people that I want to take guns out of the hands of. So, I think the I think I think that's what everybody wants. Yeah. But the question is, how do you do that? Right. How actually, do you do that? They're actually talking they're about mandatory. They're talking about mandatory uh, psychological testing and things like that. So believe it or not, a lot of people are asking that question. It gets hairy because when you say the crazy people or the non-deserving, you know what? If we you can ask start anyone, with background checks now, especially in Florida, they don't have to do a background check. So if you can't get a gun in your state, then you can go to Florida and just get one. Literally. Yeah, but that that only helps that only helps you in Florida because most states still have laws about they are getting guns across are state lines. As I just said, and if you can't get one readily in your state, you can go to Florida and get one. Anyone that has the money to get a gun can get a gun. Literally, there are no background checks now. Not in Florida. They are. They are. The, the laws are getting relaxed. Uh, I definitely think uh, psychological evaluations, along with other things, going to play. But I say that all the time. Anyway, I'm not being funny. We're not being funny. We talk about it like with old people driving, with old people owning guns, different shit like that. You know, we're 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 further. We're closer to that than we are farther away. But you know what? If I was 75 and I wanted to drive, you know what? Uh, if you had a certain amount of accidents or whatever, yeah, I think you should be retested. If you have a particular history of some of violence, yes. But guess what? There will be people that fall through the cracks. There always will be. So it's going to have to be uh, an overall sweeping, you know, piece of uh, legislation to be passed in order for that to really take effect. Because like you just said, go to Texas, go to Florida, go to these places with relaxed gun laws. And guess what? You just yeah. jump through the loophole. You got through the crack. So well, let's be clear. Guns don't kill people. People kill people with guns. It's just like you have a car and your car is just your car, but it's a weapon when you use your car to hurt another person. It's the same difference. Well, you know what? If you want to be, if you want to be extra clear, guns don't kill people, the fucking bullets do. So <laughs> like my man, like Gage just said, make the ammo crazy expensive. Buy <laughs> a you pay ten, twelve dollars a bullet or a hundred dollars a bullet, you'll start digging that shit out of people's bodies. I'll take that back. So um it's funny, but not really. So yeah, I definitely think that unfortunately, you know, the world has gone backwards with this, or at least this country, not the world, this country in particular has gone ass backwards with that. And it'll get it'll get worse before it gets better. But that's what I said. It will. And it's sad worse. because we're the ones that pay the price. Because let's be clear, bullets don't have eyes. And when they're shot off, they can literally go anywhere, especially with an AR-15. Uh, they have, they have, trust me, they have sights and scopes. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, we, I, we ain't shooting nobody. They, we're, we're done with that. We're done shooting people. Go, shoot, yeah, go outside and go somewhere different. Uh, question: Did you guys hear about um, <clears throat> about De Niro? We, it's funny we've been talking about De Niro. Because you know De Niro and Pacino and all these old and all these old guys, you know they're getting to the end of their careers. Some of them are having children. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, Bobby D's uh, grandson died, and yeah. it's the same thing. I feel like 
we're on here talking about every single week, fentanyl. That's really, that's the silent killer that's really taking folks out, really taking folks out. <coughs> we can talk about, we can talk about, you know, shooting and shit like that all you want, but I'm talking about, this is a one and done. That's damn near like getting shot. This fentanyl is exing people. It is, it's, I mean, and look, most of the time when you hear about a celebrity's kid or someone's, you know, youngster going, it's, it's, it's almost related to this now. I feel like in the near future, if there's not something done, shit, this thing is going to start to be epidemic like AIDS or something different. It is, it's amazing. It's a one hitter quitter. That's some scary, scary shit. Because again, if you go places like, let's say Vegas, Colorado, how many places have, you know, legal marijuana? I mean, we probably have 20, over half of the states in the continental have, you know, some form of recreational or accessible marijuana. Most of the time, it's that's what's happening. People are getting it, you know, slipped in and all that. That's that's pretty scary. You know, I have family members and friends that do that. So, you know, the last thing I want to do is get a phone call because, you know, somebody thought it would be a, you know, a nice joke or give them an extra high on that bullshit. This stuff scares me to death. And again, I don't partake in pretty much any of that. Y'all know my vice, but yeah, it just scares the hell out of me, man. It, it really does. So, <clears throat> I've got some. Uh, uh, <laughs> I got. I think I got a, a couple of. Uh, you know, for for our new segment, we're kind of in, uh, unofficially adding you into the. <laughs> 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 just because, like I think, I think it's it's funny. Um, <clears throat> so, but we'll, we'll. I think we'll get to that probably after maybe. Maybe after we do the, the sports and, and fitness, because then I'll, I'll I'll go from being a dick to that. But carry on. What's up? I want you to do me a favor though. I you gotta post the picture of the dog in the bonnet. That was hilarious. Oh, oh it's gone. God. Oh. It's gone. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it for you. Don't worry. About it. I'll get it. For that you. was hilarious. You uh, you have to do that every week because that was just <laughs> man. Hey. It is true. <laughs> so when we, when we come back again. I think that should be my weekly reminder. I, I agree. It should be. That's yeah, I put it back up there and I'll leave it. Okay. I just, I just took it. I just took it out like an hour ago. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh my god! Every time I think about it, I just bust out laughing. People are looking at me like I am insane. It's hilarious, hey, it's, like, it's man. Yeah. And when I see someone in a bonnet, because we were at Walmart, and I was just like, "What the hell?" And I just busted out laughing, like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. So. Oh my god! They're everywhere. It's a bonnet it's takeover. It, it, uh, that, that, that's not that is not what you want that's not what you want yeah. <laughs> you know and here's what's funny and not to be funny I, like I have a neighbor where I just moved and next door is a woman and I guess her, her daughter who's probably early 20s or whatever Um, I've legitimately never seen this young woman without a bonnet on whether it be coming or going I, I mean the mom is one thing but the young lady I have never seen her without that bonnet on now first of all listen you know, it, it's a shame. I, you, I, you shouldn't be 20 plus years younger than I am and look older than I do. There, there's there's problem number one. And problem number two is, again, you're in public. Public. I don't give a shit if it is your front yard, if you let the dog go pee, if you know whatever. The idea that the light of day sees your goofy ass bonnet on your yeah, I, I can't take it. So, anyway, I think about it every time I look at her, which is almost daily when I go out and look to the right. <laughs> I go, you're going to be living with your mom a long time. And for those that wear bonnets and stuff like that, when your man's around, shame on you and 
he deserves, you know, he deserves to not come home. Do that shit when you start snoring. Then go in there wrap your shit up real quick. You know, come on. You know, humility up in here, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'll we'll get it back for you. I'll get it. I'll get it back for you. Uh, oh, that was hilarious. On a happier note, they found the kid from Florida. I mean, Texas. He was he missing for eight years, and all of a sudden, he he shows up. Doesn't happen very often. I didn't yeah, get to read the whole bad story. Shape, though. He's in really bad shape. Yeah, I, I didn't get to read what what all happened. I got a little bit of it because it was in transit. But normally, you, that doesn't happen unless you you end up in Tijuana, you know, being sold, you know, <laughs> for indentured servitude. So there's that. But kids alive, so you know, barely. Um, they don't think he's gonna make it. No kidding! Wow. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, see, I didn't get all of that. That's, he looks. He looks really bad. And if you see his feet, oh my um, gosh, they're like all swollen and stuff. And it was just, yeah. he's been through it. You know, they're trying to get bits and pieces from him to find out where he's been, what has um, happened to him. Eight um, years is a long time to be gone. Well, that depends on what you're doing, but yeah, that's yeah. like being a, a POW, you know? Yeah. Right, kind of, right. Sounds, it sounds like, doesn't it? POW. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, real quick, let's see. The the, the white woman that killed the, the sister down in Florida, you know, those kids were playing in the lot, da-da-da-da. Um, I guess it's come out that she was mad because, and this is not funny, but it is, so now calling a white woman a Karen is a death sentence because, you know, we made that up to kind of it's kind of like when we used to call police officers pig. You can't legitimately get mad at it, but you know it's technically derogatory. So mm-hmm. obviously everybody knows that's why, you know, you call like the, the run and tell, the cop calling white chick, you call her Karen. So again, I, I, the children and she and the children, I guess, would call her that. And so she probably found out what it meant because she's old. You know, she didn't damn know. She found out somebody told her she got pretty pissy about it and made up her mind that that's what she was going to do to remedy it. So, hey, you guys, it's a death she, sentence now calling him a Karen. <laughs> so, so she got mad mm-hmm. and she did a Karen and became a Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. So we uh, we got some update here. See, we got gossip hounds on here. Hit it, G. My bad. Uh, that was CB. Oh, uh, one of y'all got there you go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> no, apparently his mom has hidden him. Oh, the eight-year-old. His mom had hidden him for eight years, drugging him and abusing him. She had him convinced that the police was going to arrest him for running away. So his mom did this to him. That's crazy. That's even worse. It, yeah. it's, it, it seems to be coming out. I know it's nothing new, parents being abusive and all that, but it just because of news and all that, it just seems like it's so much more prevalent. I know it's not, but we have access to it. But how crazy, you know, how crazy is that? Yeah. Once right. they separated him from his mom, they started finding out the truth. Wow. Oh, you ain't shit mamas out there. He's a bad mother. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care how much you hate the father. What? How could you do that to your own kid? Like, I mean, I know people hate bad children, and they still riding for them. And here, this woman is just like, listen, uh, that, to torture and abuse your own kid is a, that's a whole different kind of just straight up crazy. I don't know. Right, right. That's a yeah. whole different kind of fucked up. Yeah, you, you got to be super just gone to do that. You know? But you know, <clears throat> we talk about mental illness and that shit all all the way through. So. 
there's that. <clears throat> but all right, folks. Well, give it to me, give it to me. Yeah, booty, I like it. Yo, yo, let's get it. Sports and fitness with Roger Hawkins. Okay, let's talk about booties today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Although we can, one of my favorite subjects. But anyway, uh, I don't know, like, you know, the, you know, Big Brother or whoever was just throwing me all kind of weird stuff. Over the over the past week, so uh, some of the stuff I have is it's a little more more serious, but it's definitely something that bears uh, speaking up on, and uh, it falls into kind of the mental health issue and things like that. I, I know we talk about you know I'm constantly and everybody else is talking about just the benefits, obviously the the health benefits mentally and physically of of doing something physical to get your body to regulate itself and heal itself and things like that. That's what exercise, stretching, resistance, all of that is it's all about that. People don't like to do it, but nothing good comes without work. Uh, that being said, um, today's episode is kind of, it's, it's more about some persevering, but it's also more about uh, this coming as a warning flag in, in, some, in some instances. And, and we'll get into that as I go through, you know, a couple of these clips. So I'm going to kick it off with this one, and then we'll talk about that. Um, CTE diagnosing a professional female athlete for the first time. Now, yeah, right. Okay. So, and I, again, guys, you can look this up on Yahoo. I won't get into it, but it's, uh, there was a, a female Australian rules football player, rugby player, basically. And if you guys know anything about this sport, it, it's, it's like, it makes football look like some pussies. And I love football, I played football, but Australian rules football is, mad crazy on your body and so as a young as a young lady who started when she was a kid and kept going all the way into adulthood she took a lot of punishment trauma so that's what ct is obviously you know it's it's <clears throat> it's the trauma that uh you suffer with you know from basically repeated collisions it, it won't say that but repeated collisions head trauma brain injuries concussions etc uh this young woman in particular had quite a few so many in fact that by the time she uh, got drafted professionally in 2016, she only got to play for one year. That's how messed up she was. And then, of course, a few years later, she committed suicide. Now, what's really, really uh, groundbreaking about this, not groundbreaking in a good way, but if you guys think about uh, think about Junior Seau, who clearly one of the all-time greats, think about Aaron Hernandez, think about all these guys that have killed themselves, killed other people, died, how they flipped. Uh, that's why I really don't make fun of Antonio Brown that much. We've talked about that because I know he's got severe CTE and people are just saying, oh, he's tripping out. No, I can tell you the exact moment when it happened. That's how violent the hit was. He's a different man. He's never going to be the same. It's sad. And so, <clears throat> yes, I'm all I'm all for I'm a proponent of sports and, and, and athletics and things like that. But this is why – I would have choked the shit out of my daughter if she came to me and said she wanted to play football. Look, really, <laughs> this is rough. It's really not meant for anybody. This is just barbarism. And again, we, we're guys, and you know, men will be boys and be like to do stupid shit like that and see who's the toughest and strongest. Let us do that. This this would have been heartbreaking. 
to lose your child to something like that. And again, I get it. We want to let them do what they want to do. So like I said, Raj is a huge proponent of uh, working on athletics, but man, you have to understand, this is like small vehicle collisions. It's like being in an accident when you get hit all the time. So uh, just be mindful about that. And here's the thing. I say that to say things like cheerleading. It's like one of the number one. It's one of the most dangerous sports out there. The stunts and things like that. Uh, I've never been that nervous for myself. Like in football and things like that, when my kids cheered, I used to I used to have to drink because the minute you drop my kid, I, whatever happens to her, I'm doing to you. So whatever she breaks, I'm breaking on you. But, you know, she's out of that now. So it's stressful. It really is. Um, <clears throat> next up, throw a little. I got one. I got another one for you. So Simone Biles is set to return to competition. Uh, big deal, because I know you guys know last Olympics, she kind of, you know, she kind of caught a lot of heat. But she also caught a lot of support because she withdrew because she said, you know what? My health is more important. My safety, da, 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 da. And I love the fact that she got a lot of support. She did it on her own terms. I, I have so much respect for this young lady. I say that all the time, you know, considering what she's had to come up against in terms of adoption and, da, 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 and you know, abuse and things like that. So anyway, she's set to return and she wants to get she wants to make it back to the 2024 Olympics. So. Um, big ups to her. But again, her mental health was in question at the last Olympics and, and she knew better. So she had the wherewithal and she wasn't afraid to pull herself and still support. She's, I mean, to be a whole lot, a little bit, she's a little bit, but man, she's, she's huge in a lot of ways because I know that was tough for her. And like I said, she stood her ground. So big ups to her. So yeah, she said to return. Uh, WWE wrestling superstars have done the same thing as some of those. But, oh, absolutely. Um, think about you know uh, Owen Hart died in Kansas City. Um, think about how the oh, man the, the list goes on and on and on between steroids and just some of the breaks these guys used to compete or you know they would perform with broken necks and vertebrae and all the show must go on mentality is very alive and prevalent in you know, WWE and things like that. Those guys, that's why so many of them don't make it beyond their 50s. Like 50 is old for like wrestlers and athletes and people that have had to use and abuse steroids and things like that. So yeah, this it, it takes all forms. You're right. You're 100% right to, you know, to echo that. That's that's one of the places where it's really prevalent. And, and then heavy drug use in the back. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, a little bit of good news, but still the whole mind, you know, don't take anything for granted mode. No. Oh, down. Oh, that does not sound good. Oh, boy. Nina slipping as she was. Oh, man. Venus comes in, actually plays a pretty solid volley right here, and then she goes. And... So Venus, who you guys know is up there in age in terms of athletics, uh, when they were playing Wimbledon, uh, unfortunately, both of my girls got put out early. Venus got put out. Coco got bumped early, uh, first round. So Wimbledon is stinking for us right now for the ladies. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, yeah, Venus took a fall and things like that. I showed that to show that because she is, even though she's, what's Venus? She, Venus is like 43 maybe? But even though she's old by athletic standpoint, um, she managed to stand up and continue 
where a lot of people that would have been done career over. I say that to say she works out like a savage. And so, yeah, she's hurt. But I just mean, if you guys understand how knee injuries and things like that, you know, yo, yo, yo that'll take you down and out. But the, because she works out so vigorously, she actually got up from that. And I watched it up close. You guys can see it when she doubles, when she doubles backwards. All I was thinking was something was going to pop. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I just think, okay, wait, but <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, it, it helps. It'll help with her recovery and things like that. So, you know, shouts out to Venus. Hopefully she'll come back. I think she's pretty close to retiring. So, you know, there, there's that. Um, so anyway, I won't drone on too much, but just like, you know, guys, keep yourself together because these injuries, these injuries are shutting people's lives down. You know, physical strength and mental strength together will keep you running for a lot longer. And people don't realize that you can sit and be like, you can do nothing for two weeks. And literally, you just feel like you haven't done anything for 20 years. And I mean, it's just hard. It's not easy. It's not always fun. But give yourself a reason to be motivated. The fact that Venus is in her 40s and she still made it to Wimbledon, huge. That is really huge. Simone is mid-20s, which mid to late 20s, actually, which is old for gymnastics. But I guarantee you she wrecks it. She's going to mm -hmm. rock it, you know, because they're, they're still physically strong. So, guys, I'm just telling you, take care of yourself. Don't let it slip away because use it or lose it. And the older we get, the harder this shit is to get back. <laughs> so, so it the truth. Yeah, yeah. But that's not a reason to uh, to, to stave it off. You know what I mean? Gotta keep don't have any car accidents because that'll do you in, too. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> And some people are kind of a magnet for that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to slide over. I'm going to slide off of my sports. But y'all know our favorite new segment. We got We got to get an intro for this, George. We got to work on the intro. I'm, ar I'm already building one. It's called, Does This Make Me a Dick? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Put up my dog. Put up my little doggy. That is just too hilarious. That's make me big. So oh first of all, why 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 y'all president snorting cocaine? That's all I want to know. Why y'all president snorting? They found <laughs> they found cocaine in the west wing of the White House, and everybody's doing this shit, looking around. Point. <laughs> why? It was, why is Uncle it was Joe, planted. Why is Uncle Joe dealing with the nose candy? I do. I think. I think honestly, look, it's just. It's diversionary tactics, man. That's what he's like. Come on, really? In all of history, I know it's been there, but it's never been discovered until now. You know they have people that are paid to ensure nothing is out of place. It was planted. That was deliberate. I think it's funny, but that's why this country's a fucking joke to everybody else. So now we find a blow in the White House. All right. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. 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 I, yeah, I'm just like, come on, guy. You guys, you guys are killing me. You're absolutely killing me. So, yeah, I, I thought that was, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, now, I know some people, some people think I'm gonna think I'm mean, and I'm fine with that. Um, I don't know if y'all heard. I, I think I heard this about a, well, a couple of weeks ago. So let's get to entertainment. So supposedly Nelly, Nelly is back with Ashanti. My question to y'all is, does that make him the new Will Smith? Because 
<laughs> you 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 kind of a sucker if you do that because listen, and I mean this is my man. I mean man from Missouri like we are, but my thing is, yeah, it's been a little bit since he's had an album. I don't know if he took care of his money and he hasn't done a real husband in Hollywood, but it looks really desperate. You look desperate in, in the public eye by doing that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, is he is he like yeah, you don't think so? You, no, you don't think I mean, they were together for a long time before, and at that time, she was ready to settle down and, you know, be his forever one, and he wasn't ready for that. He wasn't ready for kids and all of that stuff when they were together, and she was. And so it's basically the old cliche, if you love someone, set them free. If they come back to you, it was meant to be, and now they are back together, happy as ever. Um, I've seen clips of them on stage, um, just having fun and just enjoying life. And I liked you, them as a couple. You, uh, you, know, C- you know CB was going to make a Snow White story out of it. <laughs> I may not be in love. I may stave off love, but I love to see people in love. And it just I mean, seems- I think I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Like you said, I agree with you. They do. I think they do look cute together, but not. I'm not coming back 10 or 20 years later because now you got 10 or 20 years of bodies and baggage. Fuck that. I'm not. I can't do it. It's weird to me. It's like if if I was never there, then you you ain't sticking a flag in nothing. But if you were there. It was a financial move. I think so, too. I'm sorry. I think it was, too, because she stays relevant. I mean, she's been killing the game the whole way through. And I'm not saying he hasn't been doing something. We just don't know what because. Ashanti's attention whore too. I love her, but she stays her ass in front of the camera. She keeps herself in people's visage so that they don't forget about her. She does performances. Da, da, da. And again, she's very talented, very paid, but you can't throw a rock without hitting a picture of her. So anyway, yeah, maybe maybe it's a career move here. I ain't mad at him. I just, I don't know. Like I said, it feels Me. weird. That's Will Smithish. Like, I, kind of, I, I, I disagree. I 100% disagree. It's I, nothing I, like Will Smith. What does Will Smith have well, to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, what does it have to do? Nothing, zero. So, no. I just that. that analogy was totally off. No. It's about the money. Yeah, he's, he's, still, he's still putting himself in her in her spotlight because he ain't got shit popping. So, I don't know. That's not true. Nelly does a lot of stuff. Behind the scenes, he's done some investments. Uh, and plus, he took about care the of money. his sister. He lost his sister. So I don't think that that has anything to do with money, in my opinion. I don't believe that. I think, you know, they each have money in their own right. So I totally yeah. disagree with that. Uh, I hope he took care of his money. I really do. Uh, I mean, I can't say because, uh, again, we, you know, we weren't privy to that. I hope he did. But I don't know. I'm just making light of it because I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Like. You're going to break up for 20 years and come back now that she's 42 and you about to be 50 and be like, let's go ahead and try it again. I'm like, eh. Why not? It's never too late to find the one you love. He never stopped loving her. I never said he did, but I'm not going to come in 20 years and however many wackies later and then be like, let me jump back in there. That's weird to me. Like, I don't know. I guess I don't, I'm, I guess sure, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm be sure it was a mutual thing. They probably, I don't think it was something that happened overnight. It's something that, you know, he had to earn his way back in. You know, he had to earn her trust and vice versa because they have each been with different partners through the years. And 
you know, now he catches her single, she catches him single, and they figure, you know, why not? So I'm sure they talked about it. I don't think it was, and then they decided to go public because at some point, you know, when you think no one's looking, they're actually looking. So it's going to come out anyway. Yeah. Social media and paparazzi ensures you can't do shit anymore. Okay. All right. Last question. Last question on on, on does this make me a dick? And this is going to be yes. I already know. If he went to if he went back to someone not famous, would the statement be the same? Oh, good question. Good question. If he went back to someone not famous, no, it wouldn't because obviously there wouldn't be a. And I know that sounds hypocritical, but obviously it wouldn't be a public play. So yes, we you know me playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying okay, he hasn't been in the public eye for a while. I'm not saying anything about whether he was taking care of his sister or anything like that. I've, I've been there, done that, still doing it. But so only new relationships have value. It's not about value. It's about him. Like I said, it's about him trying to have a reemergence, and you can't do that with someone nobody knows. Obviously, I don't think he's having a reemergence. Nelly never went anywhere. Okay, what 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 did Nelly do last year? What did Nelly do in 2020? Lived his Nelly life. Do? Exactly. Nothing. No, it's not nothing. He lived his life. He did nothing. what he I said, did. What did he do? What did he do? <laughs> Shut up. He Trey. lived his damn life. That's what he did. He minded okay. his business and left yours alone. How about and that? that? Means, that means as a celebrity, that's not noteworthy. So technically, Nelly and I did the same damn thing. You know, like I said, it doesn't matter to anybody. We're talking from a celebrity status. We're not talking about people. We're talking about the thing is, like I said. And again, I don't follow him and things like that, so I am not disagreeing. I'm sure he's got his ventures and whatnot going on, but at the same time, like I said, you know, her star has been burning pretty brightly, and so I'm just I'm just being funny and teasing because I'm thinking shit. You know, he tried to jump in and get it. I wouldn't put Ashanti and Jada in the same category. Sorry. Exactly. Thank you, Jada. Like like, that's the end of everything. In the spring and fall, in the summer we ride. You're acting like you never seen it before. Yeah. Like the country boys ain't got no dough. Please don't you slam that door. That's just shoes on. Before you touch that floor, cause you wanna put your feet on my rug, don't you? You really wanna put your feet on my rug, don't you? You're in a hurry, and I might let you touch it. You ain't from Russia, so why you rushing? She want my pimp juice. Oh, he just wanted to get to the chorus. Wow. <laughs> she just wanted to get to the chorus. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, they both been accused of. I don't give a shit. Celebrities kind of have to be with each other because, you know, after, after a while, it's like, how is she going to be relevant? But it's a, a lot of it is just manufactured. Anyway, uh, so does this make me a dick? My question is yeah. I personally hate graduations. And I mean, like, I don't hate graduations. I hate that we have one for every fucking thing. And again, I'm a parent. Y'all are parents. We've all had them. That annoys the shit out of me. Pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, going to sixth grade, going to eighth grade. Uh, there, It's really taking all the luster out of actually graduating. So you graduating from the sixth to the seventh? Come on, man. Cut that shit out. In my opinion, I feel like, listen, I think kindergarten graduation is cute. I'm for that. But after that, homie, you got to give me high school, college, in medical school. After that, I don't want to see shit else. Like, I don't need all these gradu- graduation from, you know, uh, 
the short bus to the long yellow bus. Like there's a graduation <laughs> for everything and it just chokes no. my ass. No. <laughs> What it is is the celebration of those milestones. You don't get a graduation from going to the first grade to the second grade because that's Almost. your elementary school. So you get your kindergarten graduation because you're graduating to elementary school. First to sixth grade is elementary. So, I mean, first to fifth grade is elementary. So when you graduate from you know, sixth grade going to eighth grade, you're in middle school. That's a milestone. And then you do your high school graduation, you know, from eighth grade to high school. That's a milestone. So yeah, six to sixth grade. Yeah. Maybe you don't really need a graduation from six to seven. That's kind of, no, I mean, but from fifth to sixth, you do because you're leaving your your grade school and you're going to middle school. So that's a milestone. And then from middle school to that high school, on, that's it a depends milestone. on where you're at. What jail? Because around here, sixth grade is still elementary school. Well, they no, sixth, seventh, and eighth is middle, middle school, school, sir. But it's it, always been that way. Yeah, I know. I always went to, been that way. I, yes, it has. I went to Blessed Sacrament. It no. changed. It didn't always been that well, way. Well, then it changed in the 80s when I was in school because no, it it's changed. always been that way. It, it changed you in the 90s. Kindergarten to first grade. First to fifth grade is elementary school. Sixth, seventh, and eighth is middle school. No. And ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth is high school. But and it, it's it, always it, been it, that way. I don't know where you not always been that way. But it's been it, it has. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll get the we'll get the facts on that later because well the fact is probably, you only what I'm only three years older than her. Right. I went to sixth what? grade at Santa Fe Elementary. I was it was in the sixth grade. And when I went to seventh grade, I went to Urban Junior High. And it's seventh Nobody grade. Sixth, seventh, and eighth is middle so, school. I went to uh, Blessed Sacrament, and we had it's sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. <laughs> so I'm that's sorry. middle school. Oh, and you tell okay. me about that. Can, can we can we agree that? <laughs> and then I a, went to Bishop Ward, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. That's high school. So Kansas and Missouri may have had different time frames, but what we're trying, what you guys got to understand is, they both did occur. They really did occur because, yes, I went, I did the same thing. If we just got to talk about the shit, I went to fucking kindergarten through sixth grade. Then I went seventh, eighth, and I went high school. They did change it from that to middle school in the 80s, but not, not necessarily everywhere. So, you know, guess what? Crips well, in Kansas, they did. Maybe in Missouri, they did it. Kansas. I mean, in Kansas, it was sixth, seventh, and eighth. Because I, I went to a school that was six, seven, then, then there you should say that because it happened in Kansas, not Missouri. I mean, it did happen eventually. Nevertheless, it's too fucking much. The point that I'm making is this: everybody gets a metal ass society is annoying. No, had a fucking graduation from six to eight and eight. No, take your ass all the way to high school, graduate, maybe get a car, go to college, graduate, do something different, and then move on. I'm not Roger. doing that. Roger. Yo. <clears throat> I'm right. Yes. Spell it right. Yeah, I'm right. Yes, I am. But it's, 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 come on, come on, cut that out. Man. Cut that out. Yeah. Thank you, Erica. 
Yes. Yeah, eventually it did, but not when, not in that the time the frame, frame yeah, she's talking about. To make us prove you wrong it's now. not in the time frame that she was talking yeah. about. Well, in Kansas it was, because I went to a school that was 6th, 7th, and 8th. I wouldn't, so, brag. I wouldn't brag about that in Kansas. Ain't you the same age as Bone? Who the fuck is Bone? Taiwan. Okay. Your, cu- your cousin, fool. No. I just started the whole damn debate. He's younger. He's... Hey, hey, somebody, somebody, uh, somebody talk to chat GBT and find out when middle school begin in Missouri. You can't be no more than you can't be no more than a year or two older than him. And in sixth grade, he was at Stony Point North. And I'm just saying. So your time zone is the time frame is fucked up. No, it's not because I went to Blessed Sacrament. It's sixth, seventh, and eighth. I that's the school I went to. I can only, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself and my experiences. Well, leave it, leave it to Kansas. To leave it to Kansas to fuck shit up. Leave it to Kansas to fuck shit up. Oh, wait, that was Wyandotte County. That's why. <laughs> that explains it. I wasn't going to say it. Wyandotte County. I wasn't going to say it. life. <laughs> it was my hometown, so it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Dizzy, uh, right? Thank you, Trey. Thank you. It's a damn shame somebody had to come in and say this bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. We we into we at the nine o'clock hour, so let's rock. Uh, we got we got to see. You know, we got the still got to do uh one thing. Oh shit! Let me get it together. Worthless facts in 90 seconds and 90 seconds or less. Toy Story helps sell the etchy sketch. Four out of five children recognize McDonald's logo at the age of three years old. Barbie and Ken broke up in 2004. They got back together in 2011. One single teaspoon represents the life work of 12 bees. Queen Elizabeth II is a trained mechanic. It's impossible for you to lick your own elbow. Captain Crunch's full name is Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. Venus is the only planet that rotates clockwise. Dolphins give each other names. Frank Sinatra was offered a starring role in Die Hard when he was in his 70s. One man set a world record by putting on 260 t-shirts at once. There is a metallic asteroid shaped like a dog bone named Cleopatra. A jiffy is about one trillionth of a second. And there you have it. A jiffy. (laughs) In a jiffy. I like that. It is actually one trillionth of a second. Great. I wonder who I wonder who just decided that. Like that's so that's not even <laughs> arbitrary. You know somebody did that. Like like what a real Google is. Like that's crazy. You know. <clears throat> so, <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on. That's pretty damn funny. 
me, so, hmm. with that being said, let's roll with this. Now, let's check out the movie with Crystal C.B. Booker. Well, there are a lot of movies out right now. So you've got Indiana Jones, which definitely lives up to the expectation. It's a very fitting end. You have uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Action, 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 and more action. And it's definitely classic Transformers with some upgrade. It's good. Um, you have a uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which um, actually is pretty good. Uh, it holds your attention. The action is there, but of course it's animated. So why would there not be action? Uh, it's really good. And then um, Flash is also out, uh, which great special effects. And of course, Fast X is still playing. So you definitely need to go see that as well as Little Mermaid. So there are uh, quite a few films to choose from. One film I want to definitely recommend to everyone on Netflix, it's called Taking Care of Maya. It is a documentary and it is about this little girl named Maya Kowalski who um, suffers from CRPS, which is chronic pain syndrome. It's it's a very rare condition, but it's a real condition. And it's shed the light on a lot of things that are going on uh, about uh, hospitals who take advantage of parents. So basically their daughter was ill and they took her to the hospital as you know, you're supposed to do. That's what they're for. But when they went to the hospital, the hospital did not know how to treat her. And so rather than trying to understand her condition and listen to the parents who um, had figured out the diagnosis from other doctors, doctors uh, in other countries, and they had a, a, a routine set to uh, her, for her medications, for her treatments. And she relapsed. And when she relapsed, they took her to the hospital. And that's when John Hopkins basically kidnapped her and took her into their custody because they uh, charged the parents with medical neglect or medical, uh, medical abuse, not, not like neglect, but medical abuse. And the trial is set to go, uh, in September of this year. And I really hope that it goes through because really the system is just, it's not set in the parents' favor. And really once they deem that something is medical abuse, they can take your children And you can't have contact with them. You can't do anything. Your hands are tied. They can bring you up on criminal charges. Without trying to understand 
you know, what illness a child has or what they're going through, not even caring about that and the emotional anguish it puts this child through. So after years and years and years of going through this, because Maya was 10 when this all went down and she's like 16 now. So in going through all of that, her mother just, she lost it. And it was uh, one of the final court cases. And when they went to court, she asked the, their attorney asked the judge if he could, if she could just hug her daughter. And the judge said, no. And that just broke her. Her name was Beata Kowalski. And she just, she, it broke her and she committed suicide. She unalived herself uh, as a result. And so the Kowalskis sued John Hopkins and, um, and the, and also, you know, the Children Protective Services, they sued them as well because their actions were just, it was ridiculous. And the thing is, even though they claimed that her diagnosis wasn't a real thing, um, they were still charging them for that treatment, even though they weren't treating her for that. So it was just a mess. And hopefully uh, everything goes well when they go to trial in September. But it really shed light on a whole new thing where parents are being charged and for uh, medical abuse for bringing their kid to the hospital, which is what you're supposed to do. And more and more cases have started popping up uh, since this happened to Maya. So it's like they are the voice for all of these parents who um, have no voice and don't have the means to to sue and take this to the next level. So I'm hoping that everything works out to them. So shout out to the Kowalskis, definitely. So if you get a chance, you guys definitely go to Netflix and watch Taking Care of Maya and make sure you have your Kleenex with you because you're going to need it. It's a very sad story, but one that needs to be told and should be told. And everyone should see this documentary. It is fantastic. It really is. And that's it for CB at the Movies. So I'll see you at the movies. Well, you just told it to me, so I don't have to watch it. No, you still have to watch it. <laughs> there are other kids that unfold. So, like I said, it sheds the light on a lot of things, you know, that, you know, um, that we didn't know happened. So, definitely check it out. It is good. It was really good. I learned a lot. All right, all right, all right. Well, let me take a uh, pause for the calls, and then we'll be back soon with our topic for the evening. Hey, everybody. It's me, CB. Join us every Wednesday for your midweek motivator, offering you conversation, motivation, music, laughter, and a whole lot of fun. So tune in. Let's talk. Join us as we shake things up and talk things out. CB and the boys, join us your midweek motivation. See ya! Ultaorune. I'ma make you pop like that.
together and feel all right with CB and the Boys Radio Show. Join us every Wednesday for your midweek motivator, offering you music, conversation, motivation, laughter, and a whole lot of fun. One love. And we are back. <laughs> Smooth like butter, like a criminal undercover. Don't have like trouble breaking into your heart like that. Cool shake, summer. Yeah, I'm with up to my mother. Hot like summer. Yeah, making you sweat like that. Break it down. Ooh, when I look in the mirror, I'm not too hot to do. I got the superstar glow, so Thank you, thank you, thank you. Did you guys find my little doggy yet in the bonnet? Next week. <laughs> not that simple. Next week. Thank you, dear. You are not technical. Calm down. It'll be all right. I get you. Uh, anyway, carry on. <laughs> well, Roger, the uh, topic this week was your idea, dude. So take it away. I know he ran and shit. <laughs> right? He went to go put his preacher clothes on or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all know I, I had to go put on my collar. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. actually, I, 
I couldn't reach the vodka. Sorry, you know. You like <laughs> Anywho, uh, let me see how many people I can piss off in the next uh, forty-one minutes. Um, <clears throat> so y'all know what the topic is, you know. Holy hypocrites, pimping in the pulpit, all that good shit. Uh, I'm about to bring a financial Boaz into right. your life. <laughs> when you plant your seed, you stake your claim to God's promise. Do not try to tell me that your Jehovah Jireh does not multiply seed. Glory. Glory. Amen. And amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so somebody's going to be pissed. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. So look, look, I know, I know. As a rule, most of us came up, you know, in the church. We at least had a mother, a grandma, a big mama, somebody who was serious and loved in their Jesus. We all grew up the same way. Um, my thing is, obviously, you know, I make light of it, so it is what it is. I mean, like I said, I take everything, you know, I'm the same way. Um, take it with a grain of salt, but listen, most of us were, were raised Christian of some type. I'm not saying everybody, you know, my brother's Jehovah's Witness, we have all kinds of different factions, Catholic, whatever. But my my thing is, my take on the church and religion is, is it's very, uh, you know, you know, it's 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 not necessarily PC, but it's very realistic. It's not like what it's supposed to be. I think it's used uh, kind of. It's not used correctly anymore. Now, here's the thing: if you're a religious individual, that's fine. That means you know what? If this doesn't apply to you, cool. But let's look historically at how you know people in in the ministry and things like that have taken advantage of other people for own, their own personal gain. How many times have you seen preacher man in a caddy, a limo, a Lambo? And everybody else is broken shit in the, in the congregation. How many times have they taken up collections for 42 years for the building fund and ain't put shit in there? So anyway, uh, I mean, what is you guys' thoughts on that? Do you think it's gotten out of hand in terms of uh, preachers and supposedly leaders and shepherds of the flock really taking advantage of people to the point where it's turning religion into more of a joke than ever before because of how that's happening, you know? Being, you know, hell, the hell, the, there have been popes and, you know, Muhammad and all kinds of people that have been accused of impregnating, you know, their followers and things like that. So this isn't new. It's just coming to light a lot more. You know, look at these mega church preachers and all these people charged with abuse, molestation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're, the stories go on and on and on. But what is your thoughts on that? It is absolutely out of hand. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm on I mean, I'm on I'm gonna read you something here. Okay. So and this is coming and this is coming from NBC News. Okay, this is right on their website. Southern Baptist Convention, more than two hundred ministers, deacons, and others have been found guilty of sex abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> They have a kid. They have a, a committee that just watches this and polices this. Wow. A total of about 380 Southern Baptist leaders and volunteers have faced allegations of sexual misconduct. This is the news. The news people found this. 380. 
involving more than 700 victims. Now, well, look, okay, let's look at, we talk about, you hear people go, oh, that's a cult, that's a whatever. I mean, we've kind of gone over the definition of cult versus congregation versus flock versus whatever. Here's what I'm going to say out the gate and, I, and maybe try to try to hear me and follow my line of logic. <clears throat> if you stop and think about the fact that being a preacher, a minister, a deacon, whatever you want to call it, being in a particular role of leadership is their job. If you guys stop and recall, it's their job. So if they're doing their job and then they're finding other ways to get perks and fringe benefits, maybe some people may take that more they take that harder than they would another way. Think about the CEO of companies. How many CEOs embezzle? How many vice presidents do insider trading? How many people do some dirty, underhanded stuff and either get away with it or, you know, they get the buyout or they do whatever. If you look at this as it's just their job, whether they do it well or not, some people will be like, well, yeah, and then other people are going to take it because we really, really revere our religious leaders. We put them on pedestals. We almost deify them, which is wrong in and of itself. It's, it's actually opposite of what you're taught to do, but that's what people do. Think about how many people call Reverend <clears throat> when they have a problem at home, money, financial. They call like he's your counselor. He's everything. That's what we go. We don't go to counseling. We don't go to therapy. We don't be call Rev on the phone. And then you go sit in his office and tell him all kind of shit you probably shouldn't be telling him. He's not a trained everything. He's trained at one thing. But we tell him about our money crises, our, our, you know, what our children are doing wrong. And, and then they and you know what they do as a rule? They give you a Bible verse to read or they tell you, go study this. Go read. So in other words, go fix yourself. So I just think, unfortunately, it has gotten to the point where and look back in the good old days. <clears throat> We needed that a lot. Get through, trust me, you had to have that blind faith and people needed that spiritual guidance on it to make it through some of the toughest times in history. But it's kind of a new day. And I feel like, you know, some of that, it either there needs to be a revamping of, of the church and things like that as a whole, if that's your go-to, or you're going to find it's going to get way, way, it's going to get way darker. The thing about cults and religious sects is they do the same thing. They hide behind the same, you know, a lot of the same premises. They just, you know, end up getting people to kill themselves instead of uh, giving up the goods, you know, or money. Yeah. Well, it, it, and that's the key, money. Money is the root. You know, I won't say that money is the root to all evil, but a lot of evil is done with money. And I that, it, it, no, no. <laughs> Well, it, it's 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 love of money, yes. Uh, but do don't but, you agree that it's a power trip too? It's it's but, a but it's become also very politicized as well. A lot of um, pastors, you know, back these legislatures, different congressmen, and you know, state representatives, and things like that. So it's become you know, and presidential um, candidates. Yeah. So it's become very, very political. And the bigger the church, I guess, the more relevant the church. Example, uh, Joel Austin's uh, ministries. Um, right. You know, when they had the hurricane and or the whatever, hurricane, tornado, whatever the natural disaster was that happened, um, he wouldn't open the doors to the church to help people. His own <laughs> congregation, he wouldn't. You know, and then they found money in the walls of the church. I mean, it's just 
you know, the rabbit holes goes very, very, very deep. And you have people who are, because really it's easy to set up a church. Seriously, it really is. People can even buy, you know, a license to have a church online. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. So when you have someone, and once again, to piggyback what you said, that if you're, they're not trained professionals, and they're not. Who's to say that they don't have trained professionals within the church? They might. But that pastor himself is not a trained professional to do those things and to handle all of the issues within the church. But when it comes to money, they're quick to pass around the offering plate. They're quick to, you know, encouraging, you know, if you don't have a, if you don't have a job, then put $20 in and pray and you're going to get a job on Monday. You know, they promise you the world and, you know, all you get is a driveway. So, so okay. Question: Do you think? Do you think who who should be? What should be? I guess I don't want to say like the, the punishment, but what should be the ramifications of the discovery of how these churches and how these the these operations? Because a lot of them operations are being run. Like, what do you what do you think is a way to kind of uh, nip that? Because I, I know so many people. We all do. So many people have stories about things that were said and done when they were coming up that they didn't understand. And then they mm. realized, because listen, again, the, the minister is one of the most powerful figures. And I'm, I'm going to say this about my own people in black people's lives. I mean, Rev is up there. If you think about the old days, the pastor used to go to a different house every Sunday, get to eat dinner, got the be- got the big piece of chicken, got to eat the best. I mean, he could step <laughs> in over the man of the, ha- the family. And what's interesting is my sister and I were talking about this yesterday because she used to go to the, the, the church where Dr. King's sister, who just passed, was in, in, in Atlanta. Y'all know, Lord, gee, y'all know Atlanta. Good. I mean, Atlanta, they all about them, some big hats, funny colors, and Jesus. But she would talk about how, oh, I never saw her husband, and he didn't come. And I said, you want to know why? I said, because after a certain period, black men stopped going. And not all, but I'm just making a general statement. And she asked me why that was. I'm like, he wasn't sick. He didn't want to go. Because... We don't want to listen to a man who's somewhere in our age demographic give us the rules and regulations and tell us how to be a man and be this, be that, when he's a hypocrite. He's full of mm. shit. And we were probably at the club or the bar with his ass either last week or last year. We just don't say anything because we always want to support our women. And because you can't, you know, when you, how many times you heard Jesus is my boyfriend and all that bullshit. So I, I think that's why you find an overwhelming number of women that still go beyond a certain age. But but men tap out. And that's why I tell people all the time, what you're not gonna stand up there curling old ass, you know, miswritten verses at me and tell me how to be a better this, that, or the third. Now, if you if you want to teach me how to be a better drummer, then let's have a class. But you're not gonna just tell me how to come in and uh, you know, man, husband, worker, for this, that, and the third. I mean after a certain period, we don't need fathers anymore, is my point. So I think they use that to their advantage because they know they have undying devotion from some people who all they they don't care about nothing in the world other than this is what Jesus said do, or this is what you tell me he said. And even that can, is up for interpretation. So I'm just saying, I, th- I think, unfortunately, they've a lot of these ministers, and it's not, you know, it ain't no 
like you said, Joe Osteen, uh, you, you can go, you can go to a lot of people, you know, in the South. It's just been abused. It's been abused to the point that there has to be something done. You know, look at, look at, you know, look at, uh, shit, look at, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the Vatican. Holy hell. They have their own bank. They have their own bank and zip code. You go. And again, remember, you, Church and state are supposed to be separate, yet and still they don't pay taxes and they have an ass load of money. So what you said earlier, CB, is 100% correct. It definitely money plays a huge part, but that power, that absolute power is corrupting these people. I'm just trying to tell you, why wouldn't you take advantage of somebody? If you can get some, you can get some, you know, you know, some new, new tail, you can get some money, you can get all this shit taken care of, and then you can blame it all on the Lord. I'm just saying these these people are just that's why it's pimping. It's literally so. Pimping. So, on average, mm-hmm. preacher scams a year cost churches roughly about sixty three million dollars. Yeah, a right. year. And that's coming from places that probably don't have a lot of money anyway. Because, and it's no disrespect to anybody, but you know, you get it. There's a direct correlation between higher post-secondary education and religion. The more you have of one, the less you have of the other. And I'm not saying who's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's hard for the two to coexist because questions come out. So if you, that's why grandparents and great-grandparents that are post-Jim Crow and all that, they're leaning on that. But the, most of them didn't go to college or even finish high school. Last year, last year, the, <clears throat> the Edwards family, mm-hmm. Um, got called, got, got got convicted. The daddy, the mama, and both the kids um, for embezzling eight million dollars during the COVID scam using the church. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, the Lord is making do it. The devil did. The devil made him do it. I mean. Look, I know people, people take that shit seriously. They take their religion seriously and all that. And that's fine. Um, you know, uh, I, I think people get real precious about it because it's scary. It's, it's what you believe. It's what's carried you a long way. But I also feel like sometimes when you start to question things, you become uncomfortable because the answers don't add up. And that's when people get afraid because you go, well, that, it's not, that doesn't add up. But if you guys, if you don't question things, you stop growing. I'm not saying things can't coexist. I'm just saying you have to question it. And and the thing is that infuriates me is, believe it or not, a lot of these individuals that I'm talking about prey on young, vulnerable girls and boys, but you get what I'm saying. They prey on the young and the vulnerable and they hide behind that cloth. They hide behind that title. That's why I listen. I'm all for for street justice on that kind of thing. You know, I, I used to you know, and everybody, every one of us either went to a church or knew somebody that did. And they're like, don't, don't you be called a reverend behind, you know, by yourself. Don't you go in there and close that door. That's so damn messed up. That's messed up. You can't do that shit with anybody else. But Rev can do it. Get the hell out of here. Like I said, I, and I, I'll be the first to tell y'all, y'all get mad at me all you want. I'm going to cuss you out and beat your ass down in the church. It's a building. Like I said, if I find out you coming in correct with one of mine, I don't have that problem, but I'm just saying. Like people try again. We we've got to shake a lot of these old, old you know ways of thinking and all that because people we've been taken advantage of by the wrong individuals. I'm not saying that they're not good preachers out there because I don't, uh, 
there was a gentleman, white guy named Allen back in Kansas City years ago that I used to go see, and he was cold with it. You know, he was a, he was a bad boy. I loved how he related. Just stories in general. It wasn't going to hell, fire and brimstone, all that kind of thing. Relate that shit to modern day times, and that's fine. But again, at my age, dog, I don't like I said. I just I, my dad is gone. I don't need a father. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, if it's right, I know it's right. If it's wrong, I know it's wrong. I'll do it if I choose to, or I won't. But I just feel like the manipulation has to stop. Manipulating our, our our women, our senior citizens, the very young, the people that don't have money, and you take what little they have. Such bullshit. And I know a lot of people have their own stories, but you know, y'all tell me what you think. Well, so we, my, my question <laughs> is, my question is, what do you think about um, these? Oh, what's the deal with the Catholic priests? Well, the, I mean, they I mean, were I'm almost just, untouchable. They were almost untouchable I mean, for a long time. So since since nineteen fifty, four hundred and fifty one clergy have sexually abused nearly two thousand children. That's more than that. It's way more than that. Way more. Way more. But the reason is because again. I just told you the Catholic Church has like the Vatican in particular has like I can't think of what number it's like the something largest bank and it's strictly theirs. I mean they have so much money that they can literally buy any and everybody just about. So of course and since the vast majority back in the day of those you know those individuals came up in Catholic churches guess what they're all in league together. So the shit got swept under the rug it's just now starting to come out. Why do you think they're bringing up cases from 1960? You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I was put out of church for asking, was an intersex from Aphrodite gay or not? I think it was a legitimate question. (laughs) 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 You know, you you got those kids in your family, you can't take certain places because they're going to fire off and say something. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those cases. JJ. (laughs) Bless your parents. Because... But, you know, to that point, to that point, uh, I you ever notice that you can't ask the un- uncomfortable questions because they're not usually met with answers. See, I am. Look, I'm going really I really play that. Yeah, I love the word devil's advocate because there are only. And again, this is just me coming up in, in, in the church the way a lot of us did back in my day. They only talk from certain chapters, certain verses over and over and over again. One book. And so once you get to be a certain age, you got to start to question it. Like, yo, why aren't we talking about the stories that look on YouTube right now? You find out their books and stories that you're like, where, where, where was that at? It's in there. But you get, there's a curriculum to church. What kind of shit is that? There's a curriculum? So we got to do all these chapters first semester, then these chapters second semester. We get to Easter, Easter play, and then you do a reboot. So I think that's what made a lot of our wheels start turning. It's just our generation began to question it. Whereas our parents and all that would not do it. They wouldn't question it. There was too much fear. There was way too much fear. You know, and they knew if Reverend was doing wrong, but there was too much fear. People were like, oh, if you do, you go to hell. You do so-and-so. This is going to happen. I'll see you there. Because like I said, and again, I'm not I, not to make light of it, but I'm not scared of that anymore than I'm scared of, you know, somebody kicking in my door without repercussion. You know, so uh, oh, if you can... <laughs> we we might have something good for y'all. Like I said, we're we're getting pretty sacrilegious here today, but you know, that's what we do. <laughs> so 
So, <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, but you know what? I mean, I, like I said, I mean, chime in, guys. I, I know most of us probably came up the same way, but, you know, think about it. You know, what, what has changed and what's been exposed? And think about how upset certain people get. You can't even talk to them about what's going on in the news because they get so, they are, it's personal. They get butthurt by it. And think about when, what was his name? What was Fruit Booty in, in Georgia? He still had people support him. The nigga used to wear the tight shirts and, and, and did a little more. <laughs> they still wouldn't turn him over. They literally defended him. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they preach that gay people are going to hell, well, what about them? I'm just saying, especially if we're all made in God's image and he makes no mistakes according to Christians. Ah, ah, you know what? Your stock is rising number two. <laughs> that's a... <laughs> that's a but you, but you, you, you get what we're talking about. That's and I like that. It's like, listen, there's nothing wrong with asking questions because if you can't fill in the, if you can't fill in the gaps and the, and the, and the holes and all that, then I'm not listening to you anymore. And it, and it, and it has to be satisfactory to me, just me and me, my question. So that's a very good point. They're, they're, they're up there screaming that you're not supposed to be a certain way, and then they, their words and actions don't always match up. And I'm not saying that's all of them because we all know. Fantastic, you know, men of God, women of God, they do that thing and live that 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 their righteous life. I'm down for that. But again, it's still their job. I'm sorry. It's just like firefighters are noble profession, uh, school teachers are noble profession. Same thing. You're a teacher. You know, some get it right, some not so much. <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> it's okay, you can say it on the show. Some fuck it up. <laughs> so he was victorious him. over death hell and the grave we are made to be victorious you are victorious in christ with christ in our life we are victorious in life and in death hallelujah we are the lords <laughs> see george how they tell you you're going to hell ain't that what they say you're going to hell <laughs> with gasoline draws on Right, right. Some of y'all going to hell on scholarship. Don't worry about it. It's going to be a party. I'm not going to make it, though. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to tell you how that whole conversation is going to go. I'm going to get to hell, and they're going to be there for about 20 minutes, and the devil going to grab a cell phone. going to be right on the phone. Jesus, come get this thing. Come on, get it. Come on, get it. He's down here come trying to get put the air conditioning. He, he done turned the air conditioning on. Yep. He's selling bottles of water, two for one on the corner. Get him out of here. He got to go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't I don't like to, you know, I know older people because it's all they've had their whole life. They, they take things like that very seriously, and I'm fine with that. Listen, I, I don't trip on anybody. If you, if you bow to Mecca, do your thing. If you worship Buddha, do your thing. If you believe in St. Peter, do your thing. The, the, the simple fact, I mean, it doesn't make you a better person is all I'm caring about, because you can't you can't come at me, you know, slinging all kind of stuff and then be I, I've literally had I've almost beat up people for hurling, hip, you know, Bible verses and stuff like that. And they literally just left the girlfriend's house or whatever. You know, the, you know, the wife is at home, and, you know, just doing all kind of foul shit. But they want to hurl Bible verses at you like I'll beat you up for that. 
like do what you do, just keep it to you. And, and, and again, I know we're kind of talking about kind of the dark side of it because that's what I wanted to get at because people are afraid to jump out there. They think you're going to get struck by a lightning bolt and all that bullshit. And go, oh, karma's going to get you. All right, that's cool. Like I said, it already did. I, I have daughters, so I'm being paid back um, <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> It's still so, getting paid back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, I mean, listen, you can't be thin-skinned anymore because, look, everything's out there. We just talked about somebody who tried to dress in drag so he could go shoot people. We just talked about, you know, Bruce Jenner used to be one of my heroes, you know. <laughs> you know, and, and look at it now. You know, he was an ugly-ass chick and shit like that. So, <clears throat> but I ain't mad at none of y'all. Hey. How many people out there still drive with a Bible in your car? How many people do? I bet you. I bet you. Either I got a grandma, auntie, somebody. Listen, in college, my girl in college would not get in the car. She had a, If she got a new one, if we was driving on a trip, she had that in the car. I'm not knocking that, do you? Like I said, these are things that are passed down from our parents and grandparents and stuff like that, and that's fine. It got us to a certain point. But then after that, like I said, I just feel like a different type of education takes over, you know, after it. But it, it listen, that, that shit kept me out of trouble. I ain't going to front. Trey, Tracy, I, see, tell me I'm lying. Stop me when I'm lying. Finally, <laughs> I know my people. I know my people. Thank you, Trey. I know my people. <laughs> now, let me ask y'all this. Why is it that there's a the only book in a hotel room in the top drawer is a Bible, and that's where all the fucking sinning occurs? I'll wait. <laughs> you you ain't never seen the Wall Street Journal. You ain't, you ain't never seen a copy of Mad Magazine. But you get that We did this segment already. <laughs> you ain't seen a Playboy magazine. You ain't seen nothing that should be in a hotel room. But you will get King James up in that joint. Come on, man. Right next to the vibrating bed. How about that? What you put quarters in? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 look, it is what it is, but you know, I, I just nah. <clears throat> I, I call bullshit. I don't care. I don't care where it's coming from. So, you know, do do what you do, people. But I, <laughs> nah, that shit's got to stop. I like I like funny like funny preachers and all that kind of stuff. Like you know, we all kind of have that in us. You know, if you notice, like black people, we all can kind of do that without even trying to. If you tell a black person to imitate a preacher. Watch him get it right. Oh, do you have it? Oh, this shit's about to be great. Nope, I don't. <laughs> ah, damn, yeah, that's not Okay. That's not George what you thought inspired. it was. George is fired. George is fired. <laughs> nah, that's something for Crystal. She asked for I know. I'm saying, do you have it? it, it I saw what it was. Oh, this would be fantastic if you get the right one. You mean the song? Huh? No. You mean the song? No, the clip. Now, being that, you know, I'm a film critic and I'm into movies, this next clip um, is from, and if everyone is familiar with the film, Car Wash. So it is a phenomenal film and it's very nostalgic. It's black exploitation, but it definitely kind of mimics what we're talking about. There is a scene where Richard Pryor his uh, character is called Daddy Rich, and it's just hilarious. So go ahead and roll it, George. 
Ooh. Disrespect woman, he don't even know. Russell's sister's some of the finest women you ever want to meet. He don't know nothing about him. Don't talk about him. Right. Yes, I <laughs> if I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your ass. Yeah. Drop on down, brother. I'm gonna drop on down with a bit of light. Yes. Make him apologize, sister. Oh, oh, I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. can see people are attracted to something that's shiny it's human nature we like shiny things we like perfect things or what in our minds seem to be perfect and when you watch that clip and you see like even the chauffeur was passing around his hat so they can put money in it so that's their way of supporting the cause and the cause is Daddy Rich's church to make sure that Daddy Rich has a church to make sure that Daddy Rich can maintain his lifestyle. 
to maintain the nice shiny car, the nice gold ride, to maintain these things. And so when you join a church, in your mind, you're thinking when they're passing around the offering plate, you're thinking that you're contributing to that community. A church is a community at the end of the day. And everyone wants something they can belong to. Everyone wants something they can believe in. What the church offers is hope. When you see the pastor preaching every Sunday or Saturday, depending on your religion, you get hope from those scriptures. You get hope from this person standing before you in a nice Armani suit or driving a nice car, you know, wearing jewelry, things that sparkle, things that catch your attention. And you want to contribute to that community. So if there is a building fund and the pastor wants a better church or the pastor wants a new car or the pastor wants to do this or the pastor wants to do that, they draw you in thinking that you're making the difference, that your dollars go to building this mega church. Your dollars go to providing this man with this wonderful luxury vehicle so he can drive around and save lives and and minister to people. And so when you're giving to your church, that's what's in your mind. But that's not always what's going on. The pastor could be pocketing the money. The pastor could be, you know, touching other people, you know, inappropriately. You just don't know. Because you put these people, and just to piggyback what Roger said, you put them so far on a pedestal, you don't look at them as just human anymore. You look at them as a deity. And that's how you get sucked down the rabbit hole. And next thing you know, you look up and you're broke, but the pastor is rolling around in a Rolls Royce. So you pick your battles. And it's best to have your own spiritual relationship with God rather than listen to someone to tell you how to have a spiritual relationship with God. Because a lot of the things that are happening or that are uh, detailed in the Bible don't necessarily coincide with what's happening today. But in some scriptures, it does. So it's just a, a point of different perspectives and whatever your perspective is. But that's what a church does. It draws you into being a part of that community and you're wanting to help build that community. But sometimes your dollars don't go to what you're being told they go to. And once you give, it's too late. You can't take it back. So you're stuck. And so what do you do? Continue to give. It's a a revolving door and it's an endless, endless, endless loop. You just do it because that's what you've been conditioned to do. You watched your parents do it. You watched your grandparents do it. I remember watching my grandmother watch all of her pastors every Sunday. We would go to church on Saturday because I was raised a seven-day Adventist. But I stopped going to that church because uh, one Saturday, a lady of the night walked in. She was she, she was a prostitute, let's just be real. And the mothers of the church shunned her and basically kicked her out because of the way she was dressed. And I 
saw that. And it definitely affected me because that's when I realized that it was all bullshit. They were hypocrites. Because, you know, my grandmother used to say, what would Jesus do? Well, I don't think Jesus would have kicked a prostitute out of the church, especially when his best friend was Mary Magdalene, who was a prostitute. So it's it's just all a matter of perspective. And if you are strong in mind, then you won't get sucked down the rabbit hole. But if you're weak and you are just longing for someplace to belong and lo- longing for something to believe in, you're going to get sucked down the rabbit hole and they're going to drain you dry. And it is what it is. And that's where we are. So on a, on a uh, different note, just because we played that clip, I wanted to just throw out my condolences to Jada Pointer, who is the daughter of Anita Pointer. She was the last Pointer sister alive and died this year at 74. Yeah. They were a great group. We had the Pointer sisters before Destiny's Child. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, um, can I do this? Because again, I know I've been I've been going, giving tea, you know, having a good time tonight. I got one more before we go, just so I can, you know, I got to make sure I offend everybody. Um, but this is one of my favorite. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes, and I don't care who out there don't want to laugh. You're gonna laugh. <laughs> you ain't got no, you ain't got no sense of humor if you don't. So let me hit y'all with this real quick, and then I'm out. I'm done. I'm sorry, y'all prayed for me. Why ain't nothing wrong with that? Don't be ashamed because you went out and pat your little ass. Look out. Ass is good. Right. I know many of y'all may be saying, how the preacher stand up and saying ass is good. How y'all think y'all got here if it wasn't for ass, you wouldn't be here? Ass is good. Evil's good and ass is good. And if you get your piece of evil ass, woo! <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> hey, preacher Paulie, let them know. Well, preacher Paulie, get at them. All right, y'all can be mad at me now. Love y'all anyway. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> preacher Paulie, my guy. Oh shit. <laughs> anyway, hey, you know I appreciate y'all. We about out of time, so appreciate y'all hanging with us and, and and going crazy and watching these two psychos argue about fucking middle school and shit like that. Some days, man, I just I feel like I'm just a monitor to special ed class. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we appreciate y'all hanging, man. <laughs> Take care of yourself. I'm out. Peace, love, and hair grease. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for rocking with us tonight. You've been listening to CB and the Boys. We come to you every Wednesday as your midweek motivator, offering you music, motivation, conversation, laughter, and a whole lot of fun. And hopefully you got that and then some. Don't forget to visit our website, cbandtheboys.org. And don't forget to click that button below this video, subscribe, like us. In order for us to do more for you and bring you more, we need more likes and subscribe. So please share the live, share the love. And we appreciate, as always, your support. Thank you so much for joining us and definitely join us next week. We have a great, great show planned for you guys. It is a teacher tell all. 
with guests, our special guests, a teacher, Tammy Johnson Howard, and her daughter, Rochelle Howard. So you don't want to miss that next week. We have so much fun things planned. And if you're a teacher, definitely join us next week. It's gonna be fun, 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 fun for everyone. So with that said, we will see you next week. Meantime, thank you.